a song and the words are all wrong Look at Jeffrey You can lead a horse to water but you can't teach him tricks Look at Jeffrey You're listening to the Look at Jeffrey podcast. I'm Scott, back with Travis and Joe. And today, we have a very special guest, Tim Lottie, via satellite. Hello. Hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, via satellite. Via satellite. (laughs) Chiming in. Yeah, via live live broadcast. What's going on? Oh, man. Welcome Uh, to our humble show, Tim. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. In in spirit. I know y'all can't see me right now, but yeah, I'm I'm, a... I remember what you look like. And, just, and I'm sorry that you can see us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to see you the other day at, at the Fan Expo. At the uh, Right, at right. The yeah, man. Center. We're just coming off uh, a big weekend. It was a long weekend. I'm still kind of... Man, it's crazy, dude, because you kind of... Most of us artists, we're homebodies, and then you kind of got to readjust. Um, I don't know. I guess get back into your groove. You know what I mean? So I'm probably just going to end up drawing all weekend. But it was fun, dude. This was a good one. This is one of my favorites, you were to be there, honest. You were there all weekend, huh? Yeah, yeah. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then it's just a mad dash to get to a convention every single time you do it because you're rushing to get supplies. So and, I, um, I should probably rewind for a second. For those who don't know hey. who you are or what you do, tell us a little bit about what you do. And then we can kind of circle back to Fan Expo and then back, you know, we'll we'll go in and out of the tunnel, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Okay. Uh, like, you know, you you draw comics. Did I get that right? Um, yeah, pretty much. So I, um, I've been drawing comic books for probably over 15 years now. And within the last, I don't know. Maybe maybe seven or so, it's really kind of like kicked into gear, as in I'm starting to do more properties that people know, which makes uh makes holidays a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like it's it was always kind of confusing. Like, what are you doing? What are you up to? So when you're doing something like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles, um, there's like a different vibe about it. And then most recently I started working for or with like Mattel and NECA. So I work on the He-Man Masters of the Universe mini comics that are those little pack-in comics that come with the toys that we all had as a kid and they're doing them again now today. And also the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle boxes and artwork for that kind of stuff. And some design work too. So is, is it better now that the like that Ninja Turtle movie came out? Do you get like, do you see, do you see more things move because of that? no because it's almost like you would think right you would think that would be the case but that's it's so different from the incarnation of the turtles that i deal with that it might as well be like a different property at this point um and but i will say this turtle i guess like turtle mania is probably bigger than it's ever been since we were kids really I, I, dude, it is like there's. So what happens is all the kids, all you know, all around our age, they're buying their childhood again, which is why I'm even doing Masters of the Universe and GI Joe and all those other kind of things. Um, and they're buying these NECA toys that look like the cartoons. So there's just been this uprising the last few years, and then they had the last Ronin comic book series came out. So there's just been a boom 
that's been going on with it. And you can just feel it. You can tell. Like, it's all over the place. It's weird. There has been, like, this resurgence in the zeitgeist with it. Cause, and not that I'm way outside looking in, but even to the point that, like, you'll see memes on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And they're, they're funny memes, and they're not about the Ninja Turtles, but the Ninja Turtles are on there. So I'm like, well, they've become relevant again. People know who this is. Or, like, or like the He-Man. Yeah, like yeah. The He-Man, the He-Man thing. Right. Everybody's got the Skeletor meme. Right. They do have the Skeletor meme, but He-Man doesn't, like, it doesn't resonate the same kind of way that Turtles does. Like, Turtles is a different animal, man. It really is. Um, And I don't know if the He-Man, I just, I don't think kids are, like, looking at that as much. Turtles just seems to be, like, universal. And it goes over into girls, too. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, you can find yourself as one of those Turtles, you know? Um, Right. So it just works. Everybody, I don't know if everybody sees themselves as like Skeletor sometimes, or or you know right. whatever. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Why don't you bring that up, Beast, beast Man? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like the turtles that you draw now, you're drawing. Yes. you're drawing comic book turtles. Is that correct? Um, and the toys, but it's going to be based off of the 1987 cartoon. So it's going to be that initial. What most of us probably see is the first incarnation of the turtles. Okay, so those cartoons, are they based on comic books or were they just, you know, a story that someone put out as cartoons and then they have moved into comic book universe? I I don't know how to Yeah, what came first, the comic or the cartoon? Absolutely. So the comic. The comic's about five years ahead of time. And um it was started by these two dudes, one of them I know, um, out in uh up north in Rhode Island or, or whatever. Um, and I really, to be honest with you, I think it was the name that sold it. I think it was just such a goofy, wacky name that it made people catch on to it and pay attention. And then it happened to be good at the same time. So they, dude, it's like the American dream, man. They were out there like self-publishing these comics and doing it totally on their own. Um, over the last few years, I've become friends with the guy that they based Michelangelo off of. And he was the first, so they started a company called Mirage. And the reason they called it that was because there was no real company. There was no real building. There was no real establishment. (laughs) Um, So it was Mirage Studios was just their the apartment they were living out of. Um, And this was a guy that went to high school with one of the creators. And I mean, it just took over their lives where 45 years later, we're still talking about it. Um, So those comics existed. And then the buzz was just growing within those five years or whatever. And people came in and wanted to represent it. And then they got a cartoon deal because it was the early 80s or, or mid to late 80s. And that would be how most of us, I would assume, found out who the Ninja Turtles are. Yeah. You know, like it's from the cartoon. Definitely for me. Definitely for me, too. How did you get how did you get into this industry? How did you find your way? Like, were you were you an artist? Did you go to like, were you, you know, classically trained and go to school for art or did you just have a knack for drawing and you were like this is what i want to do and i'm going to figure it out right i don't know if you could be classically trained to draw ninja turtles you know what i mean i don't know man when (laughs) justin came in here i I was blown away by that dude's level of i mean he went to college for all kind of wild music stuff i was like i didn't even know you could do that but right it's um so Man, this is how I've just been described. I'm just like one of them people, man. Like, y'all might have wanted to play music or something like that. You might have just been inclined to, or some people are inclined to cook or dance or whatever. So it was always something I was just into in general. 
Um, and I always wanted to draw comics. When I'm when I'm growing up, it's the mid '90s, early '80s, early '90s. So you have Death of Superman, you have Nightfall, you had you would have commercials for comic books. I remember Malibu and oh, people yeah. like that had commercials. So it was like the golden age. I mean, comics were massive in the early '90s. Um, and if you like to draw and you were kind of inclined to do that, that you know, that's probably what you wanted to do more so than anything. And um, I was determined to do it. I went to NOCA. We're all, you know, we're in Louisiana. Um, I went to NOCA in high school, and then I went to Savannah College of Art and Design okay. for college. So you, you um, did so a I little guess, bit of background with, like, yeah, hey, yeah, how, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, does that? Because I have to. But does that give you a? Be, go ahead. What? I have to no, imagine it would be difficult for somebody who, you know, didn't didn't go the path you did with NOCA and everything else that just had a talent for drawing to try and find, I mean, how do you even contact to try and get into, you know, the, how, how do you reach the guys who created the Ninja Turtles and be like, hey, man, I can draw. I'm your guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, for um, somebody from the yeah. uh, totally outside of the industry and didn't go to school for it but is very talented, I can't imagine trying to get to these people are trying to get find these opportunities because such a unique niche you know there's there's not a oh, there's, there's one, there's, one dude. There's, yeah. there's nobody else you know you're the guy who does it there's got to be just one guy doing it right no there's a there's there's a there's a few but it's still going to be really slim it's going to be slim right. pickings that's um, what i'm saying it's not a very deep bench so to find no. even find the bench has got to be tough so i'm, I'm um, super curious how you even get to you know, from from school to like literally immersed in the industry where you're doing it professionally and you're doing it for giant names. So, well, to go back to you to your point about like the school and stuff like that, dude, you can go to college, bro. You can go to college for music. It doesn't mean you're going to get a record deal. Oh yeah, it no doesn't question. mean you're going to. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I there was a lot of kids at SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. I don't know if they're. I don't know how many of them are drawing comics at all or doing any kind of professional work. Um, there's a little bit of like serendipity to it, you know, like where you're just going to luck out. Sure. Um, or however you want to, you know, however you want to put that, like things fall into your lap sometimes. Um, and then it's also, it meets like effort where you're just constantly knocking on doors and trying to find a way in. But to back in the day when I'm starting out in the early two thousands to get into the comic industry, you would just have to go to a convention and you'd have to find an editor and they would look at your artwork and pretty much like chop you down and like be like, hey, you can't draw hands, you can't do this, you can't do this, yeah. and then you go back next year. You know, and it, and it's brutal, man. Yeah. Um I did not have that happen. Like I didn't have like those horror stories, but I've heard them over the years. But then from there, if you're good enough, you could get an email. And then you email and they call it breaking into the industry, just like anything else. And yeah. um you really you really just gotta work your way. You just got to work at it, right. you know. Um, persistence would be the answer. That's wild. I've seen the. I, I've I've gone to your webpage, and I I, I, I can't imagine you getting any kind of negative critique because Jesus, you, I mean, you're insanely talented. Obviously, the I appreciate is, that, brother. The webpage is wild, dude. So, but ask Scott, man. Like he knows me from Southport, so I'm a doorman for years. Fuck, dude, I'm cleaning up the parking lot every night for you know. 10, 15 years ago, I'm picking up. You don't even want to know what in the parking lot at Southport. You know what I mean? 
And then, uh, <laughs> so like, there's, it's not like, like, like it's Scott's not like you get out of tapes. college and you're just, here's <laughs> Ninja Turtles, you know? Right, right. Um, that's what, so, so it's a, it mean, was a long journey. That's why I like, that's why I'm so fascinated by the, and I, I, the other thing I wanted to ask about, I mean, there's a million questions. All the, the, the companies you were, Plants vs. Zombies, my kid was absolutely obsessed with this game <laughs> last year. Awesome. All I heard about was, it was on my TV all the time in the office. He was constantly playing that game, and I think it's even on the quest. But um, all these people you've worked with, those guys, Jane, Silent Bob, uh, obviously the Turtles we talked about. What would you do with the NBA? Uh, man, it's just one, <laughs> just one of them things. Just Somebody hit me things. up one day on Facebook, right, and um, it was just like, hey, you want to do some artwork for uh, the Pelicans? No shit. And so, yeah, they had me. Dude, look. There's more stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you're never going to see than you'd realize. That's why. So I did tons of stuff for the Pelicans, and the girl that was doing it was a former. Um, she was she was on the uh, pro tour for tennis, and uh, she was super super talented, super ambitious. And we were trying to get a lot of ideas through, and a lot of them just didn't see the light of day. But I was doing artwork. I have tons of Pelicans artwork that you'd never saw, like nobody ever saw. It's crazy to look at the lit, like uh, when you see. Obviously, you see things that jump off the page that make total sense. You like Plants vs Zombies, Ghostbusters, the Turtles, and then you see K Swiss, and I was like, "Holy shit!" What? So <laughs> you're right. Yeah, There's you're right. always this like broad base of consumers that are going to be looking for an artist to do something for them like that, which is. You don't, when you see K Swiss, you don't immediately think of, especially the type of the type of art that you do, the you know comic style. You know, right. you, you don't think of that, but yeah, I mean it it exists. Tell me, and it's about weird it. to hear me you. It's weird for me to hear you talking about it because I'm just like, it's not like that over here on my end. Like right, I'm right. just like, okay, I need to get. Okay, I'm um, okay. We're doing the podcast at five, and then I need to draw those He Man pages and get the. You know, I'm not even like thinking about that. No. It's, it's cool because you get to reflect a little bit. But yeah, um, nah, man. Like, dude, K Swiss, they were doing Ghostbuster shoes, oh. and I ended up. Oh, this is the point cool. where you got to be aggressive, right? And yeah. so I'm just like, dude, I'm gonna go find these dudes, and um, I ended up running into this guy Omar, who's really cool, and we're still friends, and uh. I, dude, ended up doing artwork for the Matrix tennis shoes and stuff. Dude, at one point they were sharing pictures of my cat on their uh, K-Swiss on their no Instagram. Shit. So yeah, I call him the K-Swiss cat, man. That's um, awesome. So yeah, it's just, but but here's here's what I would say. I don't know, you know, if any of a young person or somebody coming up ever hears this, um, they might. Dude, we're not that removed. As you're not as removed as you think you are from the other side of the curtain. Like Oz is right behind that curtain, and it's just an old man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really? that far away. It's not that far away. And you, when you get into the back rooms, um, it's not what you think it is. It's not. It's not. And and that puts things into perspective, too. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, I could be doing this. Or, may, or maybe you could even, you're even like, man, I could have been doing this a long time ago. You know? Like, what was I? I was so scared or I was right. so intimidated. And it's like, damn, it was right there. It is overwhelming because um, it's, it's an enormous industry. And it seems like it would be flooded with people who you know obviously are all insanely talented but if you i mean if you're saying it like it is then it reminds me of that i I, do you watch the simpsons at all uh sometime not recently okay the the old one where bard goes to mad magazine's corporate headquarters and he opens a door and it's just a corporation and he's so disappointed and he's like 
what's going on? It's like offices, but then he closes the door and you hear like complete chaos. So they right, you know. right. But I have to imagine there's got to be a little bit of that somewhere. Somebody somewhere has to be, you know, in charge of shit and pulling the strings. There's got to be some method to the madness of why this is going to work. Why K Swiss is doing Ghostbuster shoes because they know they'll sell them. So find right, the right. right person to draw it, and you know, yeah, we're, we're, it. but we're, sometimes they might. They might not even know what they want. Think about that, too. So I'm in that place now as well where I'm just kind of like, dude, I got all these contacts. Let's let's just hit them up and, and throw throw something at the wall. Let's tell hey, them what they want. Hey, maybe we should do this. Maybe yeah. we should do this, you know? So they might not know what they want. A lot of times what you run into and in probably any creative field is you're going to have people that have money and resources and they don't have creativity. Where the creatives yes. don't have money or resources, right. you know? And it's a, it's a nice... Hey, we can help each other out, kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, That's is it awesome. easier? Is it easier now, like in the day, in the age of the internet, where everything is so connected, to be able to like reach out to these people and sort of work with more companies or different companies or different vendors, et cetera, than it was, say, I don't know, fifteen years ago. You know, when you started <laughs> working, trying to get into it. Yeah. Um, one hundred. Okay, so go back to that story where I'm going to conventions and stuff like that, trying to get in, dude. Back in the day, the tip would be like, "Oh man, put the photocopies of your artwork in a colored envelope so it sticks out," you know. Oh. And when they go back to the offices, hope that they notice it when they're digging through. Now I can get on here, and I don't want to give away all my like secrets of how I do it, but like, yeah, it's pretty easy, you know. Like you can, you, you know. just send a PDF to blank blank at blank blank dot com. Yeah. yeah. Right, as right. A, as but no, dude, to I mean, man, you can now. Now, like the other thing that changes too. So, if you go, like, let's say you go on LinkedIn, well, now you can look at my profile and see like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. So that the resume helps me a lot right. more yeah. now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Credibility um, will and, lend more credibility, and you know, right? Hey, man, this kid's pretty good, but I don't even know who he is. Like, who is this? You know, like they don't know me, but they know those things what was and so if i go into something i can and that makes it easier for me so i'll just go in and message people and um yeah internet uh, dude i sit here in the morning with my coffee if i have an idea and maybe i'll just start like messaging people and just see what happens you know what was um, the first big dude i messaged the, uh <laughs> huh what was the first big campaign you worked on for like the big you know was it the turtles was it ghostbusters what was the first like really big one the ghostbusters, ghostbusters for sure and um and I so here's here's the man it just kind of happened it it's playing out how it's playing out I'm 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 it's funny I'm running into all these properties at their 40th anniversaries you know what I mean so I'm catching uh, Ghostbusters wow. at the 40th anniversary Holy I'm catching Ghost uh, GI Joe at the 40th right yeah. dude I know and um now Ninja Turtles is at their 40th and 45th so I'm just kind of catching them as they yeah I don't know I don't I don't have an answer for that one um. So Ghostbusters, that that was a game changer. Getting that first Ghostbusters work, and then that led into the video game and some other books and stuff like that. And then you see behind the scenes. Now, this is pre-Afterlife. So this is before the movie and right. Jason Reitman and all that right. kind of stuff got in. And then you see who's at the... We had an event. Um, it was Ghostbuster Fan Fest on the uh, Sony Studio lot. And they invited us to go up there. They I got invited to go up there and did the poster for the show and stuff like that. And I went with my buddy, and man, there's a nice little. Um, it's a little. It's it's just normal buildings. It looks like any kind of like building units, 
And then one of them just looks like the firehouse, but smaller. No and that's shit. the Ghostbusters studios. Uh, and they have Ecto one out in front. And um, we can curse on here. Is that all right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. You know, for, Fuck for, yeah. for, for, for uh, you know, <laughs> emphasis. No, dude, I'm sitting there with my buddy and it's just like, bro, I know the guy that runs it. Fuck it. Let's just walk in. And dude, it's not as big an operation as you think. And they knew who I was. And we sit down. We pitched a toy. We brought a toy product we were trying to pitch to him. And we're just hanging out in the Ghostbuster studios. And that it was crazy, awesome. man. I can still email the dude. I don't know how much big it, how much bigger it got. Um, I'm sure it did a little bit, but the guy that was running Ghostbusters was the assistant of J- of Ivan Reitman for years, and he just fell into it. Really? And he was just a guy that, yeah, man, and he pretty much ran Ghostbusters sitting on his phone in a couch inside this little mini Ghostbuster firehouse on the Sony lot. I was about to say, he's got his own Mirage Studios. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, they're all Mirages. But so yeah. so when, you, when you say ran Ghostbusters, you mean the comic or the cartoon? Um, yeah, he was. He's, so he's going to be checking out the... There's no cartoons at the time. Now, Sony's going to have a play in this as well. Sony's going to have a factor because it's the license is split between the four of them. And when I guess when some of them died, it went back to Sony or Columbia or whatever. Um, but he would be the guy that's in charge of everything. And, um, yeah, man, he would probably run the Twitter and Facebook and all those social accounts off his phone. Anything that went through with the comic books, he would have to approve or disapprove. And so if I would, you know, once I kind of figured out the email and I was getting in touch with him, it was real easy. And with Ghostbusters, there wasn't that many of us. So when a video game came along, they would ask him and be like, yeah, go hit up one of these guys. Oh, nice. And then some, you know, some company in Korea would end up messaging you and then you draw on the Ghostbuster video game because um, it's all licensing at the end of the day. They're licensing that product out to other people. And that's where they make their money. A lot of it. And it's safer for them because if the company fails, if you fail on the toys, Sony doesn't lose any money. Right. You do. Yikes. Does the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like when when the movie came out, past the cartoon, mm-hmm. when the movie came out, did that did that Ghostbusters movie do anything for what you're doing, or was it is it is it so out of the <laughs> realm of affecting you at all at this point? Like the movies are just movies, and like the whole comic scene is just it's it's its own thing. So Ghostbusters was such a small little crew of people, and I was like. There was really only like three or four guys, and I was kind of in that little crew. Um, what ended up really happening is that like we were gearing up to like go. It was go time. We knew the 40th anniversary was going on. Ghostbuster Fan Fest happened. Afterlife's about to come out. Um, we just launched Year One, which was like telling what happened in between. You know, game plan was going to do Year One of Ghostbusters, then do a five year like what happened in between Ghostbusters One and Ghostbusters Two. Um, you know, like talking about how the Ghostbusters went to some dance party. Remember Dana's on the radio and the Ghostbusters, and then they danced the night yeah, away with, yeah. you know, whatever. Yes. We were going <laughs> to fill in all those gaps in the stories. Um, we were going to say what happened that night, what ghosts they were catching at that party. Um, I even drew it on one of the covers. I was gonna, It was going to be Studio 84 instead of Studio 54. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Look at Jeffrey. <laughs> but COVID happened, and then everything got screwed up for that Ghostbuster license. And then Thanks, the license Kevin. fell through. <laughs> they they lost it, and then now another company picked it up. That company did Plants vs. Zombies, and I still have their emails. And honestly, I was thinking about hitting them up this week and just being like, hey, you know, 
so and so like dude who's who's working on ghostbusters like i did it for years the fans know me like any chance i can get some covers or what i'm thinking about doing that just uh i don't know just gotta see what they're up to hey, see what's send, going on s- send that email while we're on the show and see if they respond <laughs> if they right, i didn't even say their names man yeah let's go uh, no i'm trying i'm because i get too casual so i didn't want to do that <laughs> So what is not to not to pull us away from all that, but I'm curious about Candlestick Club. Is that something? Okay, that's a, a choose your own adventure type thing because we were talking. Well, about it, I so mean, we... yeah, I had I had another book I did back in the day called Night Stars, which I might change the name of, um, and it did really well. We ended up doing a project with UNICEF and everything, but it never really took off to the point where it would be sustainable. And um, look, man, he, okay, here's another like truth or reality. Dude, these companies, they'll, they'll drop you, too. Like, it sounds, like, really cool and fun. And, but, dude, like, just like anywhere else, dude, when Mattel's done with you, they're done with you. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. And so I'm trying to have, like, a backup plan of, like, and, and you're creative anyway. I want to do my own stuff. So Candlestick Club would be my own book that I want to do. Um, the game is changing on how we how we like our media. You know oh, what I mean? Like, you know, you're not going to see yeah. Blockbuster anymore. You know, right, right. like you're not you're not buying CDs and the same thing is going on with comic books. So I'm also kind of debating and kind of trying to read the tea leaves as to where where's the best place to put this right. long term. Should I even be bothering with comics? Should I just try and pitch it as a cartoon show? So it's just a project I'm sitting on. Um, I'd like to get out, but I'm not going to pass up. I mean, you know, I first things first, I got to do the thing that's going to pay me. Yeah. You know, absolutely. rather than rather than that. Yeah, you got to eat. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're, we're sitting we're sitting here thinking, yeah, like oh man it's so cool he just draws and stuff but at the end of the day it's still a job for you right it's a career oh, dude, jo- it's, it's not a job it's a career but there's work it's not just sitting there drawing fun comics it's your livelihood it's it's what you use to feed yourself deadlines right right and dude i'm not you know my limousine ain't coming to pick me up after the show you know like it's it's <laughs> It's you know, you got to bust ass. <laughs> oh. Right, the helicopter's not coming down right. on top of the studio and we're getting out of here. Um although has And then it's also can be you're you're a you're a contract worker as well. That's what I've also been kind of telling people. Like it's like dude, if you're a plumber and nobody needs their pipes fixed or their toilet fixed, sure. like dude, you're in trouble, you know? Right. So you got to go that's why I'm saying sometimes I'll try to create jobs. Like, hey man, wouldn't it be a cool idea if we did this or what right. if we did this? Um now you also like let's take Ninja Turtles for example. There's so much going on with that license, and there's so many cooks in the kitchen at Viacom and Paramount that sometimes it gets a little frustrating because I'm just a fan that likes to draw it, and I'm just like, dude, let's have let's put this in the comic, let's do this, and you get a lot of pushback, and that can get a and that can get frustrating. And it might not be the person you're yeah. talking to that's pushing back; it might be somebody above them or whatever, and they have their Probably a bunch of lawyers in the back room, and there's a reason you can't have a pizza monster or so this character on the cover, whatever. Right. Um, which is also why you kind of want to do your own thing at some point because I don't, you know, you're still yeah. quote unquote an artist. Right. So there's a that rebel in you. Um, I don't want to answer to anyone all the time. Um, I don't know. So it, you got to find that balance. Right. Are you if able? You can. Are you able to? Is it easier for you to pitch your own stuff? now that you're sort of now that you're in it as opposed to not being in it or is it just the same you well know, who like, am i pitching it to I don't like know. that's what i'm asking like you're right right i, I don't know like it, it so that there's the question Did, would you sell off one of your properties 
for. Oh, dude, I feel like we should cue Million Dollar Man, you know? Like, everybody's got a price. But, uh, fucking see you, Candlestick Club. Like, you know? Um, mine, no, mine is $4. Right. $4. Right. Um, that, that also plays into things have changed so much. I don't, why, why do I need a publisher at this point? Like, right. what are they even doing for me? I could go on Kickstarter and just do it and keep all the money in control. Yeah. There's no um, you don't need a... That, dude. Yeah. Man, there's a. I was trying to when I was doing Night Stars, I was trying to get that out there, and I was trying to find a literary agent, and that whole process is absolutely insane. Like it is the most pretentious nonsense I've ever been involved with. It is so ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm so glad that they're all about to be a bunch of fucking dinosaurs. Like good riddance to you, goodbye. They are. Um, I mean, content. Dude, is that you don't need yeah. them. No. Nobody does. Hop on Amazon KDP and put out your own book. Right. You don't yep. need these. The, you don't need these gatekeepers. So yeah. that's a beautiful thing. It becomes like Spotify, dude. If you're a good musician, you have a chance, man. You have a chance by just getting out there and maybe marketing. You you fall into somebody's mix, daily mix or something, and you could blow up. You know. So I feel like the the floodgates have opened a little bit with digital media and um and just the way things are. So I, I think that's a good thing. Um, but you're still a drop in the pond, you know? Well, yeah. But and you just got to kind of hope that it's going to happen. Y'all just got, you go through that. You yeah, know what I mean? You, like it's you just, you, all, you know, a distributor and, but then, you know, then again, it's like, I don't have to be a gazillionaire. I just need to be able to pay my bills. Right. And if I could pay my bills with the music that I make, fantastic. Oh, that's the dream. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, and I, th I think you see more of that though with bands, especially. I, I feel like I don't. How many? How many y'all do y'all listen to like radio music at this point? No. Radio music or radio or the radio? Um, man, either I guess. I mean, I, I'll I'll still listen to like whatever flows on the charts just to see what it what I'm missing. What does it sound like? Okay, you know, I, just to. Just so I'm not that, oh, get off my lawn. But then again, you know. <laughs> well, you're in the industry, too. But I also For don't somebody, listen to the radio. Yeah, radio. like me, no. Everything goes through the phone. That's it. And I, right. I, I, you know, I determine what's getting played in the car when I'm driving. So I don't, like, I even have Sirius and I don't listen to it. So, but I understand why you would listen to it because you're curious about what's out I just, there. yeah. You're, you're in the industry. I don't I'm not the old so. man in the club. I'll happily embrace being the old man's fine. <laughs> I, just, no I just listened to this podcast over and over. And over. <laughs> right, right on repeat. Boosting on numbers. It's a punishment. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you go down your own little rabbit holes now of like, oh, this looks like a cool show to watch, or this is a cool... I just go to my daily mix at this point, and it just feeds me stuff that sounds like other stuff. I've been like, oh, man, this. Look, let me go check out this album on Spotify. Like, that was a cool song. Right. And, you know... You get into somebody's algorithm, and then you're you're in. However, that right, algorithm right. Is. that's exactly what it is. If, if, you know, if you have a solid Instagram page with a ton of content on it and you stumble into the right person's algorithm, you're found. That's it. I right. Mean, you all, I tell my friends now all the time, man, of my other creative friends, dude, you only need one hit song. You only need yeah. one hit cartoon or show, you know, and then you're done. You're riding off into the sunset. That's right. Um, so just keep hitting, you know, keep throwing it at the wall. Yeah, you just got to keep trying, right? You just got to put it out there. Yeah. Stop being your own worst critic, which is... And that's the battle as an artist. I mean, that that is... Man. So when you're talking about Candlestick, the Candlestick Club or something like that, I got four issues, four webcomics drawn. 
it's just me fiddling with it and when's it ready when you know it's never going to be ready right you right. know what is, what is the quote like um great projects are never finished only abandoned you got to like just put it out there at some point and let it go um and 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 you're always going to be your own worst critic too like sometimes i'll draw something and i don't I, I don't get as much like this anymore i got like this a lot when i was younger and i'll just hate it and i'm just like man i suck like dude what am i wasting my time and then a week later, you're like, eh, it wasn't too bad, you know? When, <laughs> right. Yeah. Wasn't the worst thing in the world. Sleep on it for a second, you know, come back home. Come dude, back. it needs some air. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Uh, so as far as mediums go, obviously digital. I've seen the the web page is beautiful. So obviously you you can create in digital. You draw the comics. Have you done any kind of you know typical you know? painting or or drawing on a you know as something you would hang on a wall you know intentionally like a i mean i don't want to draw the comparison to like a becky foss or a, a, a michaelopolis or a you know Rodriguez or any of those local guys mm. anything like that that you know you would sell in a or hang in a gallery um not on that level, but my pages, for the most part, are still going to be traditionally done. So I have all my turtle pages. I have a bunch of He-Man pages. And at a convention, I can sell those. Right. Some, some. Well, sometimes they sell. I should say it like that. I can't, you know, I wish I could just sell them at Magic. Um, but that's where you're going to make up some of your income, too. Sure. You know, so you're drawing that He-Man page. Somebody wants that piece of He-Man to have on their wall. And that that helps out as well a lot of times. But those are kind of random. Um, I'm dealing with an art dealer right now. We'll see what happens. You know, that would be nice. I got a ton of plans for zombies um, as well. I'd love to, you I, you know, you got to find who wants them, right? You got to find sure. where they're at. Um, and then you don't want to give it away for cheap. Dude, I just had it out with somebody over that too. They wanted to buy that turtle van artwork and um, it just turned into a mess. Oh, <laughs> and really? So it gets frustrating. Yeah. So that goes into the part of like, you're not just drawing all day. Like you're doing all this other stuff and or oh, sending yeah. emails yesterday was sending messages and following up with people and you know that I, that was a whole day i do have to imagine that the the art aspect of it i mean outside of the time the time it consumes to create the art is really only the key that opens the door to the <laughs> the administrative side of trying to sell it to somebody make money off of it have somebody else, you know, put it in demand, get it on a shoe, do whatever it is you're doing. I mean, that's, you know, that's as big a part of it as that is. I have to imagine with you can't have you and you can't have one without the other, obviously. But there's a whole other administrative business side to it that no one ever no thinks about. They only ever see the <laughs> pictures and they're like, this is awesome. And read the comic and that's it. And for them, the experience is over. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you still got checks in the mail coming and you're like, dude, how come this motherfucker hasn't paid me yet? You know what I'm right. saying? Oh, oh, dude, dude, that's a whole nother animal right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, because it's not, um, you're trying to make it as consistent as possible. And when those days, then, then they happen oh, yeah. where like you're waiting on a check, you're waiting on something to come through. And it's just, and that might be one of the bigger companies, too. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, are y'all serious? Like, come on, dude. It's got to be um, just so that like gets any really other frustrating. Business. Yeah, it's just, right. It's got to right. be just like any other business. But people don't, you know. Generally, somebody from the outside looking in wouldn't wouldn't ever think of that side of it. They're never. Nobody's ever going to think about the business side of it. They're only ever going to look at the art and 
take it in that way and be like, this is awesome. And that's it. But you're right. Um, and then you're working at home. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot to it. Like you have to be self-motivated. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's easy. I catch myself. Hey, maybe I'll go do laundry or, you know, like you're at home. Like you can do whatever you want. Um, I've gotten good at that for the most part. Sometimes you don't turn it off. I might just sit here and draw until I go to bed a lot of times. You know, just whatever. You catch a rhythm. Um, yeah, dude, there's a lot to it. And it's uh, some people figure it out. And some, look, you might have somebody with lesser talent that's just better at the business aspect. Right. I'm sure. And I'm always happens. looking at them and I'm like, damn, man, like I wish I could figure this. I wish I could understand this better. I wish I could figure that out. Figure that out. What, is, what does he know? How does he do that? How yeah. is he pulling this off? Um, and so, just like you might be listening to the top songs or whatever's playing on the radio, sometimes you might just be, how did how did this guy get that many followers? Or right. how did they how did he get that right. gig? You know, like. And so there's you're troubleshooting, and you yeah you don't learn that ex- except their experience. All right, so I back to that the like the other other people who are doing it you know can do the business side better. This guy can do the drawing side better. Is there like, and you know answer it don't answer it but is like is there a pretty strong community of artists that like you can kind of lean on and get help on things that you don't necessarily are strong at and vice versa like people can lean on you or you know is it or is it a cutthroat sort of industry um man that's a good question um so for music like I can, you know, there's there's a couple groups where I can just kind of lean on and be like, all right, look, I I can do the website, but I don't necessarily know how to do, you know, whatever a, a, a sales funnel. How do you do that? And oh, this is how you do a sales funnel. But how do you do what? And I, you know, I can. All right, well, this is how you do what. And so it kind of, you, you know, got, you guys work together. We work together as opposed to like, you know, it's, you know, it's we yeah. There's no we're not we're not after each other's jobs. Are there a few local artists that you would work with or have worked with and help each other out with doing these kinds of things? Yeah, yeah. And there's a, um, well, there's two. So to answer your question, there's both. You're going to run into both because well, which every one artist are thinks you? they're. <laughs> now, I'm, shit, I'm both too. I mean, I've changed over the years. Now I, I'm going to be honest, you know, like, so sure. this is, I've been telling this to my friends the other day. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, my buddy Vernon was on the news. I was on the news last year for Fan Expo, and my buddy, one of my best friends ever, he was on the news this year. And uh, and I told him, dude, I said, brother, I'm proud of you. Like, I think, man, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy for you. I think that's freaking great, man. You did great. I was like, but I'm gonna be on the motherfucking news next year. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, I'm bumping you next so, year. <laughs> yeah, like so. I and I think you can have both. You can still want to be the best player and still support your teammates. You know, and um, but I will say that in in general, I've run into more helpfulness and um, and if somebody like uh, ran into a young artist the other day that's local and um, she works retail and I just happened to run into her and um, we had a nice long conversation. Then, dude, we talked for like an hour and she's so sweet, she's so awesome. Um, what's her uh, name and email? Like, yeah, right. No, that's what I mean. I, her name's Gigi. I mean, go check out her art. She works on Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm also telling her, I'm like, dude, you're so young. Like, stop being so hard on yourself. Like, I'm 42, man. You know what I mean? Like, I've been in the trenches for a long... I got I got years on you. I was like, dude, to be drawing Sonic at your age, like, that's... Man, that's amazing. Um, 
So I would, I would think, I'll, I'll be honest, I think more people are supportive. I think you would say that. And when you run into a good old timer or somebody that's been there, that's really cool to get their opinion and hear their their insight. Um, I also have friends that'll help me with like money. Not money like borrowing money, but like, right. man, how much should I right. charge for this? Which like a fair price? That stuff I have like to that. imagine is a really challenging part of, because, you know, when you're creating your own product and it's a, such a niche market, who do you turn to to find out what Thanks, the man. market value is of what you've created? Well, not only that, it's either you're e you either overvalue your art or you undervalue. Right, you don't want to leave money on the table. Right, That's right, what man. I would be most afraid of is leaving money on the table. If everybody else is out there, and, charging and you five can price grand, yourself out though too, right? Yeah, because you're scared about losing that job. So, and and the shinier the job is going to make a difference as well, right? So, sure. like Ninja Turtles. You might be taking a little bit less because you want to draw Ninja Turtles. You Absolutely. want that that name is worth more than than the page rate. No question. Um, uh, so that comes into it as well. Um, man, you don't know, and and I've had like all ends of the spectrum, and I and man, hey, yeah, you never know. So like with Mattel, they have a budget for the He Man comics, and we we went back and forth on prices. What I was saying, the numbers. And I, I went, now Now my habit is I'm just going to go, like, reasonably high. Whatever I think it right. is, I'm just going to make it bigger than that. And let them come down and, and let us meet in the middle. Right. I used to get intimidated about doing the whole game of, you know, hit me with a number. You hit me with a number. I used to I used to get weird about that stuff. Now it's just like, dude, it's going to go back and forth two or three times, and right. then you're just going to meet in the middle somewhere. You know, as long, you know. Um, but that comes with... You know, I'm doing it more. That comes with absolutely. And then you look yeah, back you know. on deals that you've done in the past, and you're like, "Fuck, I could have, I could have done, I could have demanded more for this." Or, or you look back at it and you're like, "God damn, I can't believe they paid me this much for you know this." Sure, when, for sure. Yeah. So it could go either way. Once you learn, you know, once you learn the game and you learn the ins and outs, it's funny that we've mentioned He-Man, the Turtles the uh, Ghostbusters and then you told me you met that uh, girl Gigi who draws Sonic is that the, is local. that, that kind of in the ether right now that era of like uh, 80s 90s yeah. that's is that like the demand right now that everybody's looking looking back to recreate well, something yeah. that we all have kids that are into that yeah, that's that. true. And we're all like, that oh, that, but then life. you have Plants vs. Zombies, too, which is we didn't have. I mean, no. and, that, and that was huge. So, But even I played that. But it seems like that, it seems like there's a resurgence of stuff that we grew up with. And obviously it's not just because people our age are now artists, professional artists. There's got to be a demand, well, like, which there is. The 30th anniversary, the 40th anniversary. Yeah, that's the true. The 45th that's anniversary. True. You know. Yeah, that's got to be driving. That by. sort of thing. That is true. But when um, you said Sonic, yes. I was like, wow, that's such an odd thing to, you know, Sonic is what I think of. Yeah, but that, I mean, there's, there's been all kinds of Sonic movies in the, yeah. Last, yeah. In the last, I think, 10 years. Yeah, that's Sonic true. is a weird thing, though, man. There's a weird Sonic fan base it, dude, it's like Black Ants, Red Ants. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm not a part of that. But there is just a, a feverish Sonic group of people that love everything Sonic. And I don't know where they are. I don't know where they hide out at. But <laughs> but they exist. Um, so Sonic is a thing, for sure. And it's, you know, it's it's odd. Um, the other thing is that, dude, think about this. What did all the boomers do? Like, all you know, when you were kids, and they'd go buy a camp in Mississippi. They'd go buy an RV. You know, right. that's how they would spend their money. 
We're a different. We're the first generation right. that's going to be hit with collect them all, right? And the cartoons that we got hit with, and now everybody is reliving that fun of hunting down toys and stuff like that. So I think our expendable income for a lot of us is going towards those types of things. So when you go into the toy aisles, and I've been saying this for a little while too, man, the only people that are reading comics and buying toys are tween girls and middle-aged men. Um, it is, and it's, dude, it's true. It, they, you know, younger guys are going to be playing video games. Right. And um, go through next time you go to Walmart or Target, go look at the toys, see who they're geared towards. The girls' toys are going to be for 12, 13, babies, you know, all that kind sure. of stuff. Guys' toys is going to be turtles, Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe. It's crazy. That's why. Um, but we're buying our childhood, and it makes people happy. And, and dude, you could have worse hobbies. You could, you know, oh, be gambling sure. or at the strip club, whatever. <laughs> so, be gambling. I have uh, a bit of a gambling problem, Tim. Thank you. Okay. Well, no, I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Right. I know. Well, next time go to Target, man. You, could, you might win some money. You know, that toy might go up in price. <laughs> That's true. He sold all his kids' toys yeah. to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's part of what's going on, too. It's just we're that age group that people ideally have uh, a little extra income now. Maybe the kids are going to college, high school, whatever. And that's where they're putting their money. And how long that lasts, we'll see. But that and you're seeing it in progression, right? You're seeing it as it came out. So first you're getting that Ghostbuster hit. Right. Then it's G.I. Joe Transformers. Then it's, uh, you know, now you're getting He-Man. Now He-Man would be a little earlier, but you're getting Ninja Turtles and He-Man. Um, so you can see what's going on, and yeah. they're coming out with these dream projects too, which is really cool. What is so, what is dream? You know, project? I just did the mini comic for uh, Eternia. What is the that? Eternia yeah. playset? Oh, oh, oh. Um, back. Go ahead. Back in the eighties, they had Castle Grayskull. They had Snake Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had another playset that was coming in between that would like connect the world, and it was this giant thing called Eternia. I remember. And that. they didn't make a ton of them. Uh, it was massive. It's it's ginormous, and like, dude, my, I remember asking my parents, and they're like, they're just like, no. Same with the USS flag. No, no, you no, you can't. It's too big. You can't get that. <laughs> and and now to buy one vintage is probably going to cost you a couple grand, easy. Damn. Um. So you should. And then they came back. Should have. But they came back out with the Origins line, which is a redo of He-Man in general, like an updated version. It looks the same, but it's better articulation and plastic and everything like that. And they came out with Eternia, and it's going to look exactly like the old one, just be a little bit better. And it was a pre-order, and um, man, it was, that was another one of those things where I was just like, dude, I'm drawing the Eternia mini-comic. I just kept saying it. I was like, dude, I'm doing this. F this. I'm done drawing this comic you, you book. Put it into and I went and hunted these. I went and hunted them down. And I also had to offset how much of friggin' money I just spent on the toy because it wasn't cheap, you know, to pre-order it. So I had to make that back some kind of way. And um, and uh, yeah, sure enough, it landed me a gig. I got to draw the attorney. I just kept telling him, I was like, man, I want to draw the attorney mini comic. I want to draw the attorney mini comic. They let me do it. A year later, I'm still drawing E-Man comics, you know, and it just kind of played out like that. That's um, awesome. So yeah, you, it's crazy. So you dude. bought the attorney a toy. F and right. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's $700. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was waiting on it, and I'm like, uh, and I'm just like, let's do it. You know, like, let's go for it. I picture your office You're never going like to see Lance it again. Sherlock's it's never house. happening again. Yeah, do you have, you have oh, a, large, a large collection of toys and dolls? I mean, sorry. Action figures. Action figures. Yeah, it's getting, you know, it's getting... It's getting a little ridiculous. Do you, get to, um, do you get to play with them, or you have them all in the boxes? 
new inbox? No, I, I, I mean, I, I'll open them. So I have like a little routine. Like I'll see something cool. I grab it. I open it. It sits on my desk for a while. When I'm tired of looking at it, it I don't know, it goes somewhere else. It goes in a shelf or whatever and <laughs> just find something new, you know? I, I get that endorphin hit when I buy something just like everybody else right. does when you when you press buy on Amazon, you know? Um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's that, it's that little endorphin kick. You need to write that off for tax purposes. Yeah. Look, I needed this. I could. To I could. Draw. I think you probably could. Who works at Hasbro does that. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely. No, I'm dumb. And look, I ain't playing with dolls, dude. I'm doing research, you know? That's I need right. to get a 30 yet. <laughs> yeah, I got to do my research. But like right. for He Man, like it, that. I'm, Netflix didn't Netflix just put out two two seasons of a special on He Man, and it, I just saw a trailer it, for another He Man special that's coming out. Is that is that season two or is it season three? I don't. I think it's season I two. I don't so, know. Yeah. But like and, that should that should be a push as well. Like even that is a weird. And then didn't Kevin Smith say he was doing a He Man? thing as well that is so that is kevin smith and that shows oh. you how crazy this little world is is the kevin smith connection you right. know what i mean and it's kind of like and i want to hit him up and just be like now it means more to me than it would to them or anybody else but it's just like dude like in my mind it's a no-brainer you know like dude we should like do some kind of like he-man comic or something you know right. like if i worked on the on the movies um but that just happened with Ninja Turtles. Like they had Ninja Turtles, uh, He-Man, they're whatever, they're hybridizing the figures where it's like, what would, you know, what would it look like if they were both one toy line? And I started hitting up everybody in Mattel and I'm just like, dude, you know, when rumors started dropping, I'm like, man, I want to draw this. Like it's a no brainer. Like I should be the guy that draws the He-Man Ninja Turtle comics and stuff. And um, it didn't, that now here's the case, it didn't happen. There was another guy that I guess had been around or somebody higher up um wanted him to be doing it and they they were straight up they were straight up with me they were like hey somebody higher up wants this guy doing it you know like it is what it is and i said that's cool but it means more to me in my head like in my head it's a no-brainer you know kevin smith might you know like yeah kind of neat nobody would really know like it's kind of cool um mattel don't care right so but yeah. it is a small but that shows you the small you know yeah it ain't big kevin smith is screwed into that comic book industry is he have you ever met him he was in the movie yeah a bunch of times yeah 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 oh no shit mm -hmm. the um he, he knows me he knows i mean he, he's not gonna know tim laddie he's gonna know if you like explain who i am yeah but sure yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't you do you did a cover for him as well right or am, am we I wrong? did <laughs> so so it wasn't a cover dude all my stories are gonna start to have a theme you ready all right so um i was doing extreme ghostbusters and I had just finished that issue, like that morning. And my buddy that owned the comic shop, they were they were using his stuff from his comic shop to populate Jay and Silent Bob's or Brody's comic right. shop in Esplanade Mall. So this is, dude, this is so surreal, man. And um, that's where I used to go. Esplanade Mall was the hot mall back in the day. That's where I used to go to pretend to be Brody and be a mall rat who's in Esplanade Mall. Did you? And so, like, I'm... And dude, I get to be a homebody, and I get you know I'm I'm a I'm the guy on the porch too, and uh, he's just like dude, he was just like we got to go down to Esplanade Mall and like drop off some stuff. Come on, you coming with me? You coming with me? And I'm like man, whatever, dude. Nah, I just finished this book, and he just kept pushing it, pushing it. Oh man, draw some art, draw some art for the thing. He kept telling me to draw it. I was like I don't know, and so, and so I drew something, and then it gets into the production. And then that gets passed around, and then I get a call one day, and they want me to do more art for the movie. So I'm doing art for the movie, and then they're going to start filming, 
and I know when they're filming. I know where they're filming. Um, so we go out there the day before. We're talking to the guy. And um, I see my artwork that I had drawn around the comic shop. I hope this is making sense. I'm jumping a little oh, bit. I, I, um, I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. And, um, dude, just the weirdest moment in the world. Like, we're sitting in Brody's comic shop in Esplanade Mall where you would pretend to be Brody. And um, <laughs> as we're talking to the production set guy, he just kind of comes up and casually is like, you know, because, they again, you got to have licensing going on. So they can only have certain comic books oh, right. on the shelf. And they're like, yeah, you can only have like Marvel and DC or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, we just got Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. That like, non the dude might have been stoned, like just nonchalant. Yeah, we just got Turtles and Ninja Turtles, uh, Ghostbusters. And my buddy's like, dude, this is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> and um, and we're like, dude, you want to, uh, um, man, like, you want some original art to hang on the wall? And he goes, well, I'm not gonna say no. And we're like, fucking a, and we do. So we go to Michael's, I buy $200 worth of frames, go frame all my artwork, and we bring it back a few hours later, and dude, they start hanging it on the wall. So when That's Brody comes awesome. out the comic shop, you look in the background, and there's a bunch of um, Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles original artwork on the <laughs> wall in Brody's comic shop, in the mall where I pretended to be Brody at, <laughs> Right. to go a step further, because this story is bananas. Um, the next day, two, two or three days later, they're going to, because the set's not going to stay up. They're putting up the set. They're dropping it down when they're done filming those scenes in the mall. Um, my buddies, you know, since he was in the comic shop, they have him as an extra. And he's like, dude, he was like, you need to just come out there and be on set or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, again, my, I'm playing my role again. <laughs> I don't know. I could, you know, I could get in trouble or whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, dude, just, just do it. So I just go on the set. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm the dude that's doing the artwork. And I just hang out all day, chilling <laughs> out. Um, and I'm just talking to people, bullshitting, hang, you know, just like act, look, look like you know what you're doing, whether you do or not. So I'm just acting like I belong. Um, dude, by the end of the day, I'm hanging out with Kevin Smith, taking photos. He's pulling my artwork off. Oh, dude, you saw it? You saw it? Like, you saw your artwork? And he's like, let's get a photo. Let's get a photo. And we're just like hanging out. Holy I'm there for shit. the next two or three days, dude. Dude, I go get a dude. I go get a smoothie in the middle of the day during lunch, and then I'm coming back in. And Esplanade Mall, Esplanade Mall, Esplanade Mall has these ramps that you walk up to get into the mall. So you're walking into the second floor. As I'm walking up, all the trailers are outside, and Jay, Jason Muse, is there in in costume, walking up behind me, and I'm just watching this moment happen as I'm walking in, and I'm just like, dude. You can't, you couldn't make this up in a million friggin' years. No. Um, and then they went, the story doesn't even end. Then they go <laughs> and um, they decide that part of the movie is going to be a comic convention. And hey, sure, why don't we get the guys that did the comics to come up for the comic convention? And so y'all can't see it right now, but behind me are the things, the props from the set. They use my artwork as these giant, like, 12-foot, like, banners. Holy and I shit. had my own table... I had my own comic book table at ChronicCon. ChronicCon. <laughs> that and, is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, and got to hang out with Ken. So I'm sitting there watching them film, and um, dude, Kevin Smith, dude, somebody, I feel somebody come up and put their hand on my shoulder. It's friggin' Smith, and he's like, dude, I love your art. Like, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And he was just, man, Met him many, met him quite a few more times after that. Like legit, one of the coolest dudes in the world. 
everybody that was down here had nothing but good things to say about him. Dude, he was freaking awesome, man. So, um, yeah, dude. That is like, wild. Uh, oh, because know, you went happened. to go you drop know, stuff. Life, right? You took a ride to go drop stuff off at the mall for the thing. That's fucking crazy. That that's what it. That's what so, ballooned so, into. So, can you say who that was that pushed you to do that, or no? Yeah, yeah Tim Stoder, dude. He always he's the guy that was with me at Ghostbuster Fan Fest. And he's nice. like, dude, let's go into the, the Ghostbuster studio. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's I awesome. guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like sure. Did and we- that's why I told Scott. I was telling Scott the other day. Dude, remind me about the show because I'm like friggin' Mr. Magoo, man. Like, I'm just wandering around like willy nilly all day long. Like, there's, you know, I'm walking through wet cement, there's glass breaking behind me. Like, I don't know, you know, and I just fall into these scenarios and these situations. It's crazy. So, back at Fan Fest, I mean, Fan Expo, yeah. Uh, when uh, Jason Lee was there, did you run into him? I'm like, hey, I was. No, and I wanted to. Um, and I wanted to see Alyssa Jones. I, well, I wanted to see um, Joey Lauren Adams, too. It just didn't happen. Um, I just got caught up during the show. But I am sitting at my table at one point, and um, a guy comes over and he goes, Hey, Tim. And I'm just like, what's going on? He's like, party on, dude. And it was the friggin' voice of Michelangelo Townsend. And he huh. just came by to say, like, people had been buying my artwork, and they'd been signing my stuff right. all weekend. So I ended up going over there by them, and um, dude, they were the nicest, coolest people in the world. And and I've been talking with him on Instagram the last couple of days. Um, we might end up doing something. There so you go. like, you know, that's that's how things happen sometimes as well. And um, yeah, Mega also very very down there people. They had some great combos with them. So it's kind of like a little club, like a little turtle club. I had no idea that the turtles were based off of actual people. I had no clue. You told me Michelangelo is. Oh, just Michael. Okay. Um, I don't know if the rest of them. Maybe they are. I know April was like based off of an ex girlfriend or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. I so, guess it would uh, make sense. You got to, you know, you got to write what you know. You, yeah, you got to create a character. You might as well base it off of, you know. So like, so when you say you and uh, Michelangelo Angelo might do something later, what what kind of things would that be? Um, well, we're going to be doing, we're doing a CGC signature series signing. So there's a company out in Florida called CGC and they grade comic books. And so it's going to be a joint signing where we, we would either go or they're going to come to us depending how they want to play it. And, um, we just sign comic books that are going to be graded and they're just, it's called a signature series. So they get a different type of label. Uh, Um, we're, then we're doing a con, a convention in March in Arkansas, and we did an exclusive Ninja Turtle comic book for that, where um, I did the pencils, I drew it. Uh, buddy Jeremy Clark did the inks, and then he colored it because he's the guy that's coloring everything from Mirage, like the um, all the toys you you played with growing up and stuff, all the package art. He was doing that then, um, and he's the one that got me involved with the video game. That was just he just hit me up one day and he was just like, "Hey, you can help me out." I'm like, "Absolutely." Does he get so, the tracer? Does do people yell at him, tracer? No, no, like no, no. Well, I don't know if Jeremy Clark gets it. He's made a career out of just being an anchor, <laughs> which is is crazy, dude. Like, good for him. Um, yeah, but that's how it happened with Steve Levine. He just hits me up one day. He's like, dude, you want to help me out? And I ended up getting that the video game gig at the same time. I'm getting the comic book gig separate of one another, you know? So I'm sneaking stuff from the comics into the video game <laughs> just because I'm doing both at the same time. I was yeah. in a unique position. So when you say video um, game, video game gig, what are you doing for the video game? You you're doing the box art? Is that is that what you're doing or you're putting Yeah, you're doing so art they had the game. game. 
No, 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 not this time around. Ghostbusters, it was in-game artwork. This is going to be the box art. So for the uh, Radical Edition, I did the box art based off of some of Steve. You know, he kind of had the designs, and we went from there. So if you got this exclusive box from Limited Run, like that that artwork's on there, and it comes with like a poster of the artwork I did. Um, all kinds of great, a little shredder, shredder figure and stuff like that. Um, nice. And that was a big game a year, a year last year. That was probably one of the biggest games of the year, Shredder's Revenge. And it just, you know, it was just happened to be at the same time that the Turtle comic book was launching. So I was just like, man, you know, might as well throw sneak stuff in there from the right. comic, you know, like little Easter eggs. It's funny that, that you people won't up. know about for a year, you know. <laughs> right, right. It's funny that you brought up CGC. I did not know what that. It's and it's such a random thing because I would not have stumbled across this. I happened to be looking something up on eBay maybe a week ago, and uh, an original Tales from the Crypt uh, comic book. It's fifty seven hundred dollars, yeah. but and it's uh, in the in the description Damn. it was CGC, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And now you tell me they're the company that rates them. And I was like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. And it's Because uh, then you you don't have to guess at what the quality of the book is. You right. know, you could be like, hey, I'm going to buy this comic. And it's just, it comes back, it's all beat up. You know it's, hey, it's yeah. 9.8. But for you to you be... Know, no uh, debates. For, for me to even have come across something like that is such an anomaly. Because I'm not a comic book <laughs> person. I just happen to be looking it up. It's just weird that in inside of 96 hours, I've, I've now heard it twice. And yeah. I'm like, man, I'm so yeah, far see? removed from that world, but it's tracking me down somehow. It's the algorithm. Yes, yeah, synchronicities <laughs> are a thing, man. Yeah. I don't get it, but they happen. You know, I don't understand it. What were you looking for a $5,700 Tales from the Crypt book? Because I didn't, <laughs> so the, I, I was watching Tales from the Crypt on YouTube maybe during the holidays because they have them all on YouTube, and I, I hadn't seen them in years, so I, I binged them, and... um. Uh, you know, you you look up Wikipedia and you find out, oh, it was a comic, but it's not a comic from the 80s. It's like a comic from years ago. And I was like, oh, shit, I wonder if they have any original tales from the, like, the first ones. And, of course, I looked it up and it's six grand. So I was like, God right, damn, right. they really do have that. So we bought two. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> a one for yeah, all Yeah, so those, right. those books... If, if you look at comics back, they don't do it anymore, but there used to be this thing, it's called the Comics Code Authority. And um, those books were so, like, out there and just kind of sexual and violent yeah. that they had to institute basically, like, a grading system. This is probably even before movies did No it. shit. Um, yeah, yeah. They were, like, there was there was one comic where, like, they cut off some chick's head, and then there was another one where they, like, somebody cheated on the baseball. Like, he, I don't know, he rigged a game, and they killed him and played <laughs> baseball with his entrails. Wow. And it was, like, this massive court thing. <laughs> and it's, like, huge, huge thing, man, that totally changed the comic industry. And that's why you get all those wonky, wacky comics in the 50s and stuff like yeah. that, where Superman has a dog and everybody has a very, like, structured family. Batman has Batgirl and they have right. Bat kids. And, you know, that was because the comics code was like, you know, well, that's everything what he in talks check. about the whole time in Mallrats is does he does he not refer to the comic code like a bunch of times in Mallrats? I can't remember. I'm sure I've seen I think that movie. He, a dude, does he say times, something yeah. like that? It's it, I know that, and I know the speech so well because I've listened to it. I mean, it's this great like Stan Lee speech, man. Yeah. Um, 
Man, I, I want, either that or he does. Now I want to go back and watch when he says something. I think it's when he he asks with the guy with the rocks. Uh, I mean, whatever the characters was, what his dick is made out of, and he's like, "Oh, we didn't talk about that. That was against the comics code." Right, right. The and, thing, yeah. And I, I, you know, you hear that and you pass it off if you don't know anything about comics. You're just like, okay, that's just the movie. But there actually was a comic code. That they had to follow. And now you have gra- the graphic novels that they do fucking anything in. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah they, can, they just kind of slowly, they slowly just kind of dropped it. Yeah. It was like a quiet, like, walk away from it kind of thing, you know? And Image didn't use it. That was a big thing when Spawn and all those comics came out. They didn't have that. So they're just going to have, like, crazy guns and just mayhem sure. going on in the nose. That's what made them so edgy. And you're a teenager and you're like, oh friggin' Spawn or Youngblood, like, it just blew your mind, you know? Like, what is this? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that A little history. I've told you guys that story about Lance and I playing Siphon Filter that night, and uh, I had to execute that guy in the video game. And at the time, this was, like, 96 or 97, and at the time, it was a crazy thing to have to do. It was like, Lance, this can't be how the game ends. He's like, shoot that motherfucker. I'm like, I don't, that's how you get (laughs) through the level? Sure enough, I had to literally just execute some fucking unarmed guy in the video game, and I was like, this is insane. This is, It blew my mind at that point, and now, right. now that's like the standard, you know. Now you have Grand Theft Auto where you just, you know, beating the shit out of hookers and whatever. I was like, God damn it. Right. There was, a, there was a Call of Duty back in the day. It was like a cutscene, like, you know, you, but you, you were a villain. You were one of the terrorists, and you walk through an airport, and you're just plugging people like civilians yeah, in the crazy. airport. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was wild, dude. I remember that. <laughs> That's a- yeah, and I remember sitting there like, dude, even even just in the video game, it's like, oh, man, you know. But, <laughs> right. you know I don't know how whatever, I feel about that. You know? That's how I was a typing filter. Yeah, it blew my mind back then. Now it now I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd be like, oh, well, i got to get past this level. Yeah. This guy's got to go. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Robin Williams movie, um, The Toys or whatever. Remember that? Where yes. they were like training the kids to like fly drones or whatever? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, compared to so back on the the fan expo, compared <laughs> to like this one, how are the other ones? Or is this one? Do you do that? Do you tour around different conventions on a regular or whenever no. you know, special occasions? Um, it's it's special occasions, bro. It's it's special occasions. If the mood strikes me, um. If people ask, you know, usually if I get like, so uh, somebody that I was talking with this weekend, one of the hosts of our panel, Tafita Darling, she hit me up and we were talking after the show. She's like, man, you want to come on my show? I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, and then it just snowballed into like, man, I know some cons up in Texas. Like, you know, you interested? And I'm like, eh, yeah, OK, cool. Um, So those are just kind of happening. I'm like, if it's in driving distance, I'm probably more inclined. Um, Obviously, there's going to be some sort of like. You know, you got to make a deal with the show. Right. How are we going to do this? Um, but, yeah, I would do that. Uh, I was talking about New York Comic Con last night uh, with someone. That's a that's a big event. Are you doing that? It also depends on what's going on at the time, you know, because you're stopping every... Dude, you go to New York Comic Con, you're prepping for a week, you're flying up there. Dude, you're going to need a few days to recover. If you're in the middle of something, it can become really tricky. Um, Have you done New York so, Comic Con? Oh yeah, a bunch of times, okay. dude. I love it. It's it's great. It's great. I mean, it's just a different 
dude, you're in Manhattan. You know, you're in Hell's Kitchen at the Javits Center. It's right. uh, it's there's not there's not a lot like it. Is that the big? Is that the biggest one, or is there one in? Is, I thought there was one in San Diego or San Francisco. Yeah, or there's like two. So there's, yeah, San Diego is probably the original. That's that's like your big one. Um, and then New York's it's probably up there in size. I've never been to San Diego, believe it or not. Um, I would do it again. This falls into. How am I getting there? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if if that's the case, cool. Like, I'm not um I'm not just gonna go to go, uh, but that's a big one too. And also, like, things are revealed at these shows. They're used as these checkpoints oh, yeah. throughout the year. Um, hey, all the you know something's coming. New new advance events are coming in comic books. New toys are gonna be released. Um, we were talking about Eternia. Man, that was. I mean, that just broke broke the nerd internet. Like when you saw attorney at the Mattel booth, I mean that that was it, dude. Right. Like everybody was talking about that all weekend. So that's a huge. So they're edge. they're strategically used. That's a huge uh-huh. edge if you attend one of those and you can see what's coming. You can immediately reach out to those people and be like, "Hey, man, I want to draw this. I know it's not coming out until 2026, but keep me in mind when you're ready to, you know, when you're ready to move forward. If you guys are doing this, let's do it. So if if for yeah. the people that do go. They get to look into the, I mean, it's like a crystal ball of where your business is going to be. Right. But then you have the business of people that show you with the crystal ball on YouTube. So right. you can just yeah, be sitting true. here and they want to be the first ones to launch it. Yeah. And then, so I'm seeing it from other toy channels and I'm like, oh, okay, that shit's on. You know what I mean? Eternia. Right. Um, so those, that, so it's an ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that wall is kind of getting smaller where I'm interacting with those people a lot more too. Um, and that's kind of neat as well. So it's, it's also, it's also a game of when do you, when do you use that card? When do you pull that trigger? You know, like you also don't want to just be obnoxious or whatever. So, and then you don't want to wait too long. So it's, you know, it gets tricky. Um, you gotta know when, when to swing. Yeah. When to hold them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you for real? (laughs) I'm I'm risking being obnoxious here, but I, so so these cons, can, you yeah. make you make money at these. Like you go there, you can yeah. you sell your your thing. So so going to New York, it may cost you X amount of dollars to get there and home, but uh-huh. you have a chance to make two, three, four, five X, or or is it you know kind um, of a, is it a well, kind of a go right, there and break the, even. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely the game. And you want to offset that as best you can when you're dealing with the convention. So you want to kind of, like, let's say a convention wants to do something. Well, you want to be like, okay, I'll come and do this show and I'll be there for three days for A, B, and C. Okay. And then you kind of cover your... Gotcha. You want to put yourself what, in the best best position possible to not lose money. And because then what, it's, what you, don't you know sell what's when happen. you're there becomes, you know, your profit. Is that... Yeah, then it's just laying you okay. sometimes or whatever. And then they're higher type, you know... I might like this weekend. I'm flipping just uh, prints, Ninja Turtle prints, and some comics. I did some drawings, whatever. But then you have those higher end things, which are going to be the pages, and that's that's you'd love to just get rid of those. Um, and it also depends on where you're at. The markets are different. Th- those shows are are so man. It really is a coin flip. You just don't know. Um, some seem to be better than others. Some might be an art show. Some people might just want prints at this show or whatever. So. Yeah, that can that's its own little tricky game that you play. 
Now, in the New Orleans one, it's, you know, I'm basically paying for parking. Right. You know, yeah, there's sure. not too much I have to do here. You know, okay, I'm 60 in the hole. Okay, cool. <laughs> we, can, we can do that. Right. So, so you sell pages. Where do, do you have all yeah. of, you have all of your pages stored somewhere here locally? Yeah, yeah, I have tons. I have so many pages. Yeah, I mean, where, um, I, I'm not asking for a precise location, but what where, where do you keep that? Do you keep it in like a storage unit? You have you have special <laughs> you have special equipment to keep it pristine. Dude, I will come back from Comic Con and that shit will sit in my truck for four or five days. <laughs> floor in the front room and then it all moves right. into a closet or sometimes i sit there and draw in the book like no it's just sitting around okay um no there's no i don't maybe i shouldn't say that but <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out cut that cut that. I, yeah I, I doubt i you know i doubt I, you know you doubt anybody the ninjas listening are gonna to come too. in through the ceiling or whatever somebody's gonna <laughs> try to break in to get a comic page i'm having trouble selling you know um no no it's dude no i'm not i'm not thinking like that maybe if somebody buys it it becomes more valuable oh, yeah. to them for me, I just fuck. I should go draw another one. Or, all right. Um, I was about to say you some, probably some have a surplus. That, I wouldn't say that yeah. because the yeah, project you're, you're, dictates you're it. You're not really selling this real good right now. Let's cut all of this. Let's cut all of this and pretend you have a storage <laughs> unit that's climate controlled and it's 25 yeah. feet above sea level. <laughs> Right, right, right. It's like sunken in the swamp, yeah. like the Legion of Doom or something like that. Like, <laughs> nah, dude. Like every one, I, I every single in one is special. I'm looking at it in the passenger seat. You know, they're all priceless. Oh, uh, but but for me, it, it. But again, it's the project. You're not get, like so. The turtle van. I did the artwork for that recently. You're not getting another one. Right. Like, there's only one. Sure. Um, or some of that Ninja Turtle stuff. You you ain't. There's some pages you're never seeing that again. And those have higher value. Now they're in a nice case, like they're protected. They're not going to be harmed. Um, but I draw on those 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 folders. So when I sit down to draw, I pick one of them up and I use that as my artboard because I kind of sit. I just sit with my feet against the wall and I put it on my lap and I just kind of go like, "That's just how I've always done it." So that's how I do it. Um, so yeah, they're. I mean, they're they, they're valuable, but. Yeah, I don't have any kind of secret place I'm hiding them in. You know, you'd have to come through here, you know? You want, you want to test that? You want that heat? You can come in here. Yeah, that's that. I was just wondering how you protected them. That's all. Like, you know, keep right, them, right. Keep no, them no, in, in A1 prime condition. They're all in They're A1 in A1 prime A1 condition. condition. They just might be on the floor in the living room yeah, for a right. couple of days until I decide to clean up, you know, or sit on the sofa. <laughs> that's awesome. So who were you talking to about New York Comic Con? What's what? his name? Uh, who was What's I talking to? Is his name? Uh, is his a name girl, Vinny? No, it's a, oh. it's a girl I'm seeing. We were talking about that. Oh. So it wasn't even business. All right. All right, dude. Well, Everybody uh, got quiet on that one. But yeah. No. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to be um, inquisitive. You're trying to get answers. Right, right, right. I didn't want to push too hard if it's a girl he's saying, you know? Well, it's, you know, it doesn't help the story, you know, but yeah, like I would, I was just like, dude, I would go to, it would, I was, we were just talking about shows and I'm like, that's a fun show. Like that's right. a great show. Um, and that would be a fun one, you know, cause you can, I, you know, I, in all likelihood I can probably do, um, any show I, I could do a lot of these shows 
So it's kind of like, man, do you feel like going to New York? Do you feel like going to North Carolina? Like that might be a possibility. Like right. we can go see. Let's go see. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes like a fun trip you could go on. You yeah. know, you could stay an extra day, go visit stuff, whatever. Can, can you write that off? Because it's a fun trip, but it's also yeah, work. yeah. But it's no, that's work. work. Oh, yeah. That's work. There you go. Absolutely work. I should I should do the damn toys. Um. So yeah, my buddy does. He's really good about it. He's he's better at it than me. That, see, that's it. You just gotta you gotta have a, a tax guy too to, to give you in all the, the ins right, and outs, right. so you can uh, you know what to write off, what not to write off. Don't but you do get so hyper focused, man. Like like I'll get so like zoned into like He Man, and man, just like the little details of it or what the characters are, who this is. So I'm well, I can't say that now, but right. it might be an obscure character. Well, there the, the toy isn't announced, so. Toys and comics are different. Comics are going to be like a three-month turnaround, so you don't have as much of a... Uh, it's a smaller window that you have to keep the secret. Toys, you might not see the toy for another year. You know, like, there's a ton of stuff I worked on last year nobody's even seen yet, just because the production of it, it takes way longer. And um, and you don't want to have any kind of issues with revealing something ahead of time. Um, and I, I can imagine if they really wanted to, that could be a nightmare. Oh, wow. So you got... Oh, we lost him. Shit. All right. So I hadn't that hadn't occurred to me about the toys versus the kind. Con- so you 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 have proprietary information locked away in your head that nobody knows about. Nobody knows what toys are coming up or anything like that. That yes, they make, correct. Do they make and you have- sign an NDA? Yeah. Do they? Really? Yeah. I mean, some. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Because what ends up happening is if. I've never seen it, but it could happen that you could get sued for the the amount that they assume you cost them oh, in yeah. letting that knowledge out, oh, right? No question. So yeah, like revealing that, and then I have like the internal images of a lot of the toys and stuff that they're working on. So I'm getting the production oh. photos and stuff like that, which is really fun and cool if you grew up with all this stuff. Right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of neat. Like this He Man's yeah. coming out, or this is what the turtle van looks like, you know? Having um, that in your pocket, knowing that, hey man, I'm one of the few people that know this is coming. That's pretty funny. Dude, cool. bruh. Yeah. And then think about this. It's I'm doing turtles and He Man at the same time. So I might right. have the turtle van and Internium, you know, me and my buddy are on the phone. And it's just like, dude, what the F, dude? <laughs> like, you know, like this is wild, man. And then it and then it That's just becomes awesome. work. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's I try not to think about it. Um, maybe I should smell the roses more, but I'm just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's I'm torn. I'm always torn between it. And then I'm just kind of like, okay, at, at the end of the day, like tonight, I'll just go, I don't know. I'd watch, listen to something on YouTube and I'll just be like, man, what would be cool to sneak into this He-Man comic, you know, or like, yeah. man, can we, how cool can we make Battle Cat look tonight? You know, that is cool to not, yeah, it, that hadn't occurred to me that you have a peak well behind the curtain that. Yeah. You know, long before anybody else does. Before it comes out in the yeah. Penny toy catalog. That's very cool. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. So <laughs> put it like this, too. So I was late on the pre-order for Eternia. Um, and this is one of those, like, man, should we pull the card? Should we not? And everything seemed to be going well. Everybody over at Mattel's, like, mega cool. The people I deal with. And I'm just like, man, I missed that two-week window on the pre-order. Any chance I can get a King He-Man? Like, because you got a free figure if you ordered early enough, you know? Yeah. And they're like... And now they hit me back and they're like, hey, like, you know, the orders are out and stuff like that. But 
Um, we have a pre-production King He-Man. It's not going to be in package, but we can just send you that. We'll put it on the side for you. No so shit. you're getting toys that are in like the photos. I'm like, yeah, that'll work. You know, ah. like, yeah, absolutely. I'll take the pre-production oh. King He-Man that no one else will have. That's you awesome. Know. Can I get that little monster too? Can I get pre-production <laughs> I need a house payment. So, can I can I get that too? Can, that is awesome. And right, can, right. Can yeah, you just right. send me an be, extra I mean, who box? knows what that could go for <laughs> at some point? I'm just going to keep it, you know. Um, yeah, that I don't is know. I guess if cool. like I had to, like in an emergency, I could liquidate and just kind of flip stuff. I guess. I was um, about to ask sure. you that. Do you have anything that, let's just say tomorrow, <laughs> something happens? Y'all gonna get me robbed, I'm dude. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. don't know where you live. You what's, live out in, in what Arizona right these days? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm out, I'm out in the mountains somewhere. Never mind. Then I won't ask you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, no. What's the question? What's I the was question? just going to say, do you have something that if you needed to liquidate, let's just say you had to go buy a piece of gum or something, do you have something that's so special that you go, I could get rid of this and it would be awesome? Or something that you think is like that, like that He-Man figure, for instance. Do you have something like that where it's like, hmm, they only made one of this thing? Yeah, I'm one of one. Yeah, yeah. They got a. Um, there's probably a couple little things floating around. Um, I'd have to find the right. Now, some of that stuff, like it's my own artwork, dude. I find the right buyer. I'm getting rid of it now. You know, right? Sure. Um, but then there's other stuff that I'm holding on to. Like I have one. So Michelangelo, Steve Levine is his name original mirage guy was there from the jump he dude just became like a mentor buddy to me um and he hand painted a ninja turtle cover for issue number one and so i have that that him and i worked on together like i'm just holding on to that yeah like like that that might be something um i have a bunch of now and then i have other just like toy stuff and collectible stuff i could always just like get rid of you know what i mean right my buddy was laughing at me I have an Ewok village, a vintage Ewok village, like sitting on the floor. Like, and um, and he, and he walked in, and he's just like, dude. And I have like new figures and like old stuff mixed in. And he's like, really, dude? He was like, you got some BS, uh, friggin' um, Mandalorian figure sitting right next to like this six hundred dollar <laughs> R two figure, you know? And I'm just like, get it how you live, man. You know, um, it's it a shared cool. universe, whatever. That's right. Well, right, right, but it's the vintage style figures and like something like that. Like if I need that 500, 600, yeah, I'm, oh, I yeah. can flip that R2 right now. You know, like right. I, that's going on eBay tonight. Those sell. That's why. R2? The old R2 sell? Dude, so there's an R2D2 that came out later in the Star Wars line and he has the uh, rotating, the, the lightsaber comes up out of his head from Return of the Jedi. And uh, that R2 is worth more than like a regular R2. I you know what I mean? I and I just like it because regular... I wanted it once a kid. I got the R2 when, uh, remember when they, those figures first came out and they were like, you get the little package and this is what you could get. And it shows you all the things that you could get, but you didn't really get them. Oh, uh, the early bird special. That's worth a ton. Yeah. That's my R2. But, but it was it from the early bird special. I've only seen one in my life. It was from whatever that little catalog was. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in a box and I, and it, and it's a hundred percent played with. So right, right, right. I, I might get there no was money a, for it. None of my toys so, made it past yeah, me, no. me owning them. Right. <laughs> well, there was a thing back in the day. Star Wars. They didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen. I actually, dude, we went to Atomic Burger with the guy that created all the Star Wars toys, Jim really? Swearingen at dinner. Oh, yeah, it's and and with, with Michelangelo, Steve Levine, Jim Swearingen. They're about to get on their plane, and we're just eating Atomic Burger one uh one Monday. Um. 
But they didn't know what they had at the time. And George Lucas kept the rights to the toys and he sold it. Kenner was going to produce them, but they didn't know. So when the movie came out, they released this thing at Christmas called the Early Bird Special, where for Christmas you just got a card that said that sometime this year, toys are going to be mailed to you. You're going to get Luke, Leia, R2, and Vader. Yeah. And it came in a little white box with plastic sealed toys and that thing is worth a fortune i don't have that um that if you can shit. find one sealed today it's called the early bird set I've, I've seen one or two in my life it's friggin' cool damn yeah i, I can't believe and they grade those there. too it makes them more expensive well because people will buy them and no it's just sit on no it's crazy to me that, that, that yeah people that knew exist people yeah. knew back yeah. then to not open them you know like you, but it's it, not you, they didn't they didn't right so what would happen is they um like I don't know, grandma, whatever, would buy like two or three, and then one just sat in the attic, and if you're lucky, that thing sat there for uh, X amount of years, and somebody finds it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's these, I, that's more fascinating to me than the toy itself. It's like, how right. is this still here from 76, 77? Star Wars has to be the first movie, or movie that generated a merch a toy line yeah yeah it has to be like the pioneer of that whole and now it's the standard but that kind of has to it ha, i can't think of anything before that no gi joe yeah, yeah I think, star wars is going to be first yeah it, i think it would have gi joe was a was a a toy before it was right movie. okay I don't know. But was it on that same, like, so you're talking about, like, they were, like, Barbies, right? And that was going to be in, like, the 60s, the old school G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, the big G.I. Joe. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the big G.I. Joe. But they weren't a movie yet. I mean, they were toys, but was it on the same? No, that's what I'm saying. What, you know what A I mean? movie that spawned a merch line like that. It had to be. That had yeah, to be had the to first be. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to imagine. I don't and, know. I can't think of anything before that that was as impact. Like, they must have pioneered the idea of, hey, we're going to have, we're going to make a movie. And we're gonna produce toys around this movie. I don't know that anybody was doing that. I mean, you would have toys that became cartoons or became, you know, what movies or whatever. But it never went the other way. I don't think until Star Wars. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm talking up my ass. I might be wrong. I, I I don't. I mean, from what I can tell, that would be the case. I mean, there might have been. I think there might have been some toys that came out for some of the other stuff, but like the level of impact that Star Wars had culturally, I I, I don't think there's anything even close. And then as you're a, you're somebody a producer of a movie studio or whatever, dude, you're you're chasing that rabbit now. Like right, you want that right. too. Oh yeah. And so you don't have all this other stuff without Star Wars. That's what started it, and that's why it's unique to our generation. That that's why you're seeing the Star Wars. We're all going back for that stuff now, but that that has to be the genesis, man. It oh, has to be. I wonder how much that those toys and that merch line generated dollar wise. It has to be close to what the movie made. I would imagine. I mean, it's it, got to be a it's, ton. It's of more money. It's you think it's they made way, more off of the toys than the movie? Tim, you might know a little more about that than us, but I certainly want to look it up. But I know he kept. I don't George, think anybody. Like George Lucas made no rights, money huh? from the right. George Lucas made no money right. from the first movie. He he gave it all up. No movie. No, he didn't make any money from the toys though, right? No, he didn't make any money from the first. Like he made minimal money on the movie. Really? But he kept the rights for the toys. No, and, I know for and, the initial launch, but I'm talking about the test of time. I'm talking about over. Obviously, the Star Wars. I would imagine the movie at this point, even even if it's just the first one. 
has generated more money than I, I don't know. I, I, fuck, I don't know. It might dude, be close. I think it's the toys. The franchise yeah, I think itself it's the toys is more too, valuable. Dude, I think that's toys. where you get ILM and and all that kind of stuff from. Is because yeah. he kept the merch. He kept he kept the merchandising rights. He gave up what most. He gave up most gamble. of the money because they didn't want to make the movie, and right. he said, "Look, I'll do it for minimal." Yeah, I just want to be able to sell merchandise after. Shit. And I don't know if he was planning on all toys or what, but right. He kept all the merchandising rights that, that he made. Fucking genius move. But yeah. yeah. But, but you said it. It's a gamble, dude. Like, yeah, there was nothing like that before. So how do you even know? There's no way he friggin' knew. No. That is that. And and that movie. Or he's a time traveler. Look, they say it wasn't even that good. They say it got saved in editing. Yeah. Like, his wife or somebody came. But they said it was shit. No, And they had really? to save it in post. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I could make an argument John Williams is, is just a bigger factor in that. Dude, him Easily. and Spielberg. Yeah, dude, there ain't no doubt about don't it. Kiss dude, up John Williams saved Jaws too. If you don't have done on, yeah, yeah, Jaws right. is a, a, a nightmare. It's you're a right. bomb. John Williams is the shark, best actor I, in the movie. Yeah, easily. The right. Uh, so, so those, but those now that like those are those moments where it's like you can't even make this up. Like the the story of Jaws, and they're about to have the fiftieth anniversary of that. Yep, that was a nightmare. Everything was failing. Everything was a mess. Um, and yeah, I know George Lucas on Star Wars, <laughs> he had a um, he had a nervous breakdown. It put him in the hospital. You know, yeah, he, he had to go through the fire. Um, the the shark kept breaking, but that's what made the movie. That's what made it great, dude. You if gotta, you saw that shark, the whole movie is ruined. You got to start. Right. You got to start drawing Jaws comics. I know, dude. Yeah. It's coming up on the anniversary. One, you say that. You say that. We were trying to get the license a couple years ago. No bullshit. Was talking with NBC Universals. I've been wanting to do a Jaws comic. I know how to do it. I'd call it Jaws 5, Showdown at Cable Junction. I've been wanting to do it. And then as the words, with the, the words would anniversary? be... God, I, they would be in the panels. They would build right. up to it, you know? Oh, I got the story. I'm ready to go, dude. It'd be about the little girl from Jaws 4. That's awesome. That was on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to do... Maybe, actually, maybe I should pull just, that trigger now because yeah, we're just, about to hit the 50th. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Just do it. Just do it. Have I, it ready. I mean, don't right. don't release it, but just have it ready and say this is well, this is well, what. I, I don't want to sell something I'm not. You know what I mean? If I could get the Jaws license, I would. I don't know if I could do it. Oh, uh, that would be crazy, man. And do a Kickstarter. That would yeah. be wild. That would be oh, great. Yeah. Dude, people would be totally. Uh, people would be on board with that. They'd be all over it. Jaws fucking five, dude. Showdown at Cable <laughs> <Dude>. Junction. <laughs> You get a Kickstarter, but it, nobody, been, nobody dude, sends money. They just send since, toys. Uh, <laughs> since I was a doorman, dude, we would joke about that when me and Jay would joke about that at the door, like doing that comic. And then at one point, we really tried to get it. And you'd be surprised how many of these licenses they're just sitting on because they say they don't have enough bandwidth for it right now. So they'll buy licenses and just sit and on just them. And just sit on them, You yeah. know? And, yeah. That's the word, bandwidth. I'm bandwidth. like, all right, no, cool. that's Yeah, that's that's the word. Yeah. Right. Right. The cool. The cool corporate word. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 write a comic about the companies that sit on licenses. There you go. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Waste. Dude, they had Felix, and and so we were trying a few years ago, me and a friend, and um, and and they gave us a list. There was something called Classic Media, which was a sub of NBC Universal. And man, they sent a list of all the stuff that they own because all all there's a few companies that just own everything, man. right? Yeah. And man, I'm just looking at the list and I'm like, dude, what the frig, man? Like this is crazy. 
And they had Felix the Cat. Like old and that was one Felix of the names the that stuck out. So I start doing some research on Felix the Cat, yada, yada, because I want to know what's going on. And it was like, dude, we're about to have the 100th anniversary of Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat predated Mickey Mouse by 10 years. Damn. And when you look at Steamboat Mickey, it's a literal ripoff of Felix the Cat. Oh, Felix yeah. Felix the Cat was also the first thing that was ever broadcast on a TV screen was a little statue of Felix by NBC, who ended up buying Felix 50 years later. That was the first thing that was ever broadcast that they tested. And I'm like, dude, this thing is friggin' history, and y'all are not doing anything for the 100th anniversary? And, um, yeah, just let it go by. And so there's Mickey Mouse was a ripoff of Felix, a cat and a mouse. It was a total ripoff, dude. That's now, wild. I'm young at the time, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in these meetings... Um, but bro, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a kid. I'm not a kid, but like, I get nervous and I'm not sure. That was one of those growing up moments where it's like, I had, I think I had to go through that. Now, if I end up next time I end up in one of the meetings, I'm not going to be as intimidated and I'm going to have a better idea of what's going on. You know what I mean? But like at that time, I'm like, I'm like shaking. I'm like, dude, I'm about to be in a meeting with NBC Universal. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know how much, you know, this is going to be a lot of money we're talking about. Um, am I gonna fuck this up for my friend who wants to finance? You know, like dude, you're having like a lot of crazy. I'm just that's that's real talk, you know. And um, and you're thirty something years old. Like, yeah. can I handle this? Can I do it? Now I'm like, let's go, motherfuckers. Like, let's the Jaws Five. Like, let's do this. I have a different attitude. I'm into Jaws Five, dude. I'm ready for it. That might, that might be the title of this episode, Jaws Five. Jaws Five. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't don't let everybody know. You okay. Know? Maybe somebody, not. Maybe somebody not. else is going to come out with it. That's now. true. Maybe that's true. Put it out on their own and make I'll it hold, suck. I'll sit on it. We should have signed an uh, NBA. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I played myself. Well, I get excited. You know, I just want to tell the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, pretty sure the 14 or 15 people that hear this won't. <laughs> oh, right. Right. He's, right. He's yeah. Not, and nobody else Same I know here. has talent like that, so you don't have to sweat this. <laughs> Nah, but then wouldn't it be? And so, like, I'm just on the, I'm on people on my end, dude. I'm, just, I just, I just get excited and want to do something cool. And then you got to fight, you know, you got to fight the gatekeepers and the lawyers right. and the, you know, whatever. They one day somebody else up top wants to go in a different direction, and you're kind of telling them like, dude, tell me about I'm the gatekeepers. To yeah. my left, <laughs> I'm the gatekeeper in this relationship. That's true. Scott, oh, Scott right. holds the right to censor my insanity on the podcast. He keeps us drugged and subdued. Yeah, got to keep us afloat. Keep us in the float, whatever that is. All right, dude. Well, I I appreciate you coming on and uh, taking the time to uh, hang out with us and give us some insight into your world it was really good to see you the other day as well yeah it's uh, been a while i've seen i haven't seen you in a while yeah, yeah. i mean i see you on social media yeah. but yeah you know maybe, not the same. Uh, maybe one day you can draw a look at jeffrey podcast poster for us and we'll, <laughs> hey, I, yeah, yeah that's possible that's Hanging certainly a possibility yeah what uh we'll do a kickstarter for it there you go yeah what? no you can you'd have to do a kickstarter to get me in studio that'd be harder i do the poster right now <laughs> <laughs> you get me to leave the house man you, you're doing something right that's, that's it's hard dude it's harder and harder for Chal- them to get me every week challenge me. accepted T- right right on the same page <laughs> uh yeah. what's what uh what's a couple things you got coming up anything coming up like soon um, right now it's just the He-Man stuff, um, and it's early in the year, dude. I mean, it's like this with every business now. It's it's kind of funny how it works now, but dude, Thanksgiving happens, and 
everybody's you ain't doing nothing right you're not getting contracts signed nothing's happening so everything's just kind of getting moving um right now it looks like we got a a, a little bit of he-man ahead of us um so that'll probably be what's going on and uh we'll see what we'll see what happens from there i'm sure some turtles are down nice. the line very cool uh website and yeah, where, where, can we, where can we find you and buy stuff from you and get people to give you money uh laddieink.com l-a-t-t-i-e-i-n-k.com and um on all social media i'm just team laddie team you know laddie. pretty much everything team laddie yep check him out on all the socials you can follow him find everything you need to find uh go to his website he has you do have stuff for sale i did see that correct yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm right. playing that game too. Do it. Um, yeah, Merch. if you want to get Candlestick Club or maybe some GB stuff, they, there's a there's a few different things on there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>